to the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. Here's your host and philosophical entertainer, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. Welcome back to the Zen Brain Podcast. We've got Patty Reese on the line today. Uh, she just reached her 16 years of sobriety. Mm. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that helped her along the way, including nutrition mm. um, and other things. Anyways, Patty, congratulations. First off, 16 years. That's, that's great. Well, thank you, Michael. It, uh it feels great, um, although it doesn't really feel any different in that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. I guess part of that is just I've been living like this for so long that it's not like, oh, now I have 16 years. But there is something about adding up the years that you get to look back and go, wow, okay, one more year. Do you still visit your AA groups and, and uh, well, announce your, your time? You, you know, I. Them? I do. Um, since the COVID um, situation has been going on, um, it's all online. So um, I actually uh, had an AA meeting in my home last night with friends and family because, oh. yeah, I created my own chip. I put it on a rock um, and I wrote 16 on it and uh, we they sang me happy birthday. And so oh, okay. I got to thank them for being part of my recovery because there are many people that have been part of my recovery um, as well as uh, I mean, the, the biggest part is me <laughs> deciding yeah. to, yeah. you know, surrender to something that was no longer working. Yeah. You know? <laughs> how, how long were you um, using? It was alcohol and cannabis. Mostly, yeah. Right? Yeah. Was, well, weed, weed, I would say weed was my, um, uh, what they, what they call in the recovery, uh, uh, area your drug of choice my doc yeah, sure okay <laughs> but um uh, alcohol actually you know almost killed me and I'll, I'll tell you the story in just a moment but the other drug I want to mm. talk about before alcohol was sugar and um that was really my first drug of choice which hell I didn't know back then you know I was a, uh -huh. a girl um but I you know my my sugar story started soon after my dad died when I was 10 because my dad died in a tragic accident uh, when I was 10 and he was a holistic chiropractor. So we didn't even have sugar in our home. Like it wasn't allowed. You know, he was mm. one of these guys in the late fifties and sixties that was like, okay, wait, no, we're going to eat like whole real food, which was unusual back then. And even more unusual now. Right. Although I think the tides are turning in our world. Thank God. Um, yeah. But back then it was wonder bread. You know, that's when it kind of started, you know, the fifties is when like, okay, let's have TV dinners. And my dad was like, hell no. Um, yeah. Convenience got sold to us in a very big way. Oh my gosh, completely. And TV dinners and microwaves mm -hmm. and all of that beginning of the poisoning of our food and the devaluation of our food and what started. And then it just got worse and worse and worse, you know, um, but now it's getting better and better and better. Um, because people are waking up, but I wanted to share that because I 
I had trauma, first of all. And then my mom was checked out. My sisters were like making whatever dinner they could pull together. Uh, my teenage sisters. But, you know, I was in love with sugar. And mm. I was crazy on sugar, really, because I wasn't getting what I now know, teach and coach about <laughs> is, you know, the high vibe foods that our brain needs, which is, you know, good personalized protein, fats, and complex carbs. And we all need that, every single mm -hmm. human, until you're not in the body anymore. Then you don't need it. Right. Which I almost you, left the body. <laughs> when, you're, when you're eating um, all the sugar, um, would from the outside today, would they have diagnosed you with ADD or ADHD or some kind of hyper? Absolutely. That's. I just wanted to point that out because that could have been a different path for you had you had you gotten on pharmaceutical drugs, but anyway, well, so let's go back. Let's go back to sugar. But I just wanted to, oh, yeah. to see if that's how your behavior was a little scattered, a little oh. hyper, a little, a little bit hard to behave and keep in check. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also learning disabled. I, I was definitely um, considered, I mean, back then they didn't even have special education. And I'm actually a special education teacher. You know, I went to school and got my elementary, my undergrads in elementary and special education. But mm. the, it wasn't even labeled back in the 60s. You know, you just, they didn't know what to do with people. And they, they weren't quite into the pharmaceuticals yet, thank God. But, you know, yeah. um, anyway, I, I was pretty much, I, I, re, I was retained um, a year um, because I, I, I my brain power was not on. So I always had this underlying feeling of not being smart enough. And ah. yeah. And that was like this underlying belief that I'm just, I'm not very smart, I'm one of, but I'm it was one of because I actually wasn't feeding my brain and my mom didn't know my dad wasn't around anymore. So we were eating crap. Mm. Yeah. And not only low calorie, but at this point too, the the toxins in the food are starting yeah. to probably get be a part of this whole process. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, and I think it's important to talk about this because um, being now in nutrition and mental nutrition for mental health and addiction, I realize that the sugar is just another drug people go to, um, and so they're putting down alcohol, heroin, weed but they're still eating crap um, mm -hmm. and they don't know it, You know, it, it's really nobody's fault except the education system and yeah. lack of awareness, which is changing because more of us are learning about it and, and uh, you know, realizing, wow, my pediatrician didn't tell me about this for my kid when my kid came around. So a lot of us are realizing that nutrition and brain chemistry isn't in the traditional allopathic model. Unless you are a functional medicine doctor. Do you think this sugar is, is probably the real um, gateway drug? I do. I do. <laughs> well, because the way you just told your story, it, it was the nutrition that probably led your body to a state where you're like, ooh, this, this marijuana is doing the trick. Yes. Yes. But if you were, but if you were healthy, it might not have done the trick, maybe. Right? No, no, because... It wouldn't have fed what was missing. See, this is the thing. When, when our brain is missing um, nutrients and are, are low in our neurotransmitters, that helps all of our feelings, happy, sad, violent, sleep, 
um, satiated, all of those are fed through our neurotransmitters. When those are low, okay, we feel crazy and we feel sad, depressed, anxious, can't sleep. And that's what sugar will do too, right? Sugar is going to deregulate these things, right? Oh, yes. So it will deregulate it. But here's the catch 22 with this, which is the part of the whole addiction thing is that It, it, it initially feeds it. So initially you feel better. Initially sugar comforted me because one of my areas after trauma was opiates, right? So you might, my, or they call it the endorphin neurotransmitter. So that was down-regulated for my, my father's accident. That was traumatic to my whole family. And I'm 10, I'm going, whoa, what's going on, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> that was down-regulated. And I felt almost in a bubble as many people do when they have trauma, they, they, don't feel it right away, right? And then they feel it later on. You feel the injury that you might have been in an accident. You feel, you know, the abuse later on. So you go to something to comfort that. That's the opiate epidemic, honestly. It's, it's we are looking for comfort and that's what opiates do. They initially, sugar, heroin, alcohol, marijuana, and many others, give us an initial comfort feeling like, oh, thank God I have this. And it, initially wow. it is good. And so are painkillers. Like initially yeah. they help. They, they help with the pain. But then the neurotransmitter, our brain is going, okay, well, we don't recognize this. You're actually not feeding our brain with good protein and fats. So we're down-regulating again. You need more. Yeah. So the pain might have went away. But now you feel empty and lonely. <laughs> right. Right. And your and your pain comes back. Right. Yeah. So this is part of the, um, you know, as I look back in my life and, you know, I'm 65 now. I've been sober 16 years. You know, I was using alcohol and drugs for 33 years. I figured out the math. I was like, wait, when was my first drink? And um, mm. I mean, that's not including sugar. My first sugar was really around 10, you know. Um, but, but my first, you know, alcohol, um, was like 15. I was a freshman in high high school. So I thought about, okay, well really, you know, I guess I could say I've been using more if I include sugar in that, but, um, that was a 33 year stint that, you know, I, I, I really shouldn't be alive. I mean, my sister was planning my funeral, um, 16 years ago, um, was your body breaking down? Oh, no, I overdosed on? on alcohol. So you got some poisoning? Did you have to go oh, to the hospital? Oh, yeah, I was in the emergency room, and literally they didn't think I, I would come out. Whoa, was your heart? There was My heart, there, my was... organs. Was this because of prolonged, or was it because you just went on a serious binge? No, this was a prolonged. What it was was a prolonged depression and severe anxiety. And I wasn't eating because one of the things that happens is that for me anyway, when I was anxious, I didn't eat. And a lot of people will feel that because here's the deal. Serotonin that helps us feel calm, helps us sleep, helps us deal with anxiety is produced in your belly. Most of it's in your intestinal tract and your belly, some of it in the brain. So when I had anxiety, I didn't want to eat because my belly was off. So you're actually creating this starvation platform for addiction, mental health, and I'll say suicide because that's low serotonin. Yeah. 
So I was so, and I was so depleted because I wasn't eating, but I, the only thing that I could imagine that would have helped and did help it until it almost killed me was alcohol. I couldn't smoke weed anymore because weed at that point, uh, it made me anxious and paranoid, more anxious and paranoid. Mm -hmm. So it it wasn't, that wasn't working anymore, but alcohol just knocked it out. Um, Mm. And then almost knocked me out. And sugar is connected to alcohol. Oh, no question. I'm sure I had a hypoglycemic blackout Mm because I, I, you know, I, I know I'm hypoglycemic. Most people in recovery from alcohol are, um, and from sugar. I mean, a lot of us are hypoglycemic because we're eating, you know, simple carbs, simple carbs Mm -hmm. do not feed the body, the brain, or I'll say the soul because the soul's in there, but you can't, you can't connect with the soul if your brain is off because you're in paranoia or anxiety or depression. Yeah. You're in a, some kind of fight or yeah. flight. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it, <laughs> I think about, <clears throat> and I, I don't bring suicide up lightly in this conversation because, um, it was like a real thing for me. And, um, I, I didn't understand it. Like, I was like, wait, what? I have two gorgeous children. I had a supportive family. It wasn't, I didn't have that. Yeah, I was in a divorce, but that was okay. I wanted the divorce. He wanted the divorce. It was okay. It was that my biochemistry was so off that I was so depleted that I wanted to leave the planet. And the only reason I didn't is because I have a shamanic friend from New York. That's where I'm originally from. I live in Utah now, but uh, who said to me, oh, you know, uh, if you kill yourself, you're just coming back. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you're just going to come back to work it out again. I was like, what? Are you shitting me? (laughs) I, I was like. Please don't tell me this is true. No, I, I just thought it was relief. That's all I wanted. Was I thinking about what it would have done to my family and my two children? Oh. No. I just figured it was better off if I wasn't here because I was causing so much trouble. For yes. everybody. And so okay. there was a, a connection that happened then. And I, I was like, well, wait a minute. I come back like as a, as a little, like, as a newborn again in a family I may not know. And she's like, could be. And I was like, hell no, I don't want, I don't want to do this over. So I made a decision then to work it through in this body, in this lifetime. And that led me to, you know, waking up in a homeless shelter after I OD'd. I mean, I, 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 you know, I had these gadgets all over me because they were monitoring me very closely but I woke up out of that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I guess I'm, what, what is, is this? And, and my sister actually took me to homeless shelter. I don't even remember getting there because my brain was so off. But I woke up there. Oh my yeah. I actually thought I was at a hotel. <laughs> but I wasn't. I was at a homeless shelter. A detox homeless And your sister shelter. just couldn't take you in because you had gotten to that point. So no. So it was her only yeah. option. Absolutely. No question about it. And that's part of codependence. I mean, we cannot keep, you know, feeding people who are fully addicted. We have to draw the line. And as hard as that was for my family, because I have a loving family, they thought they were helping me by continuing to pull me out of situations. They had to stop and they had to take me to a homeless shelter. 
And that's where I mm. lived for six weeks. Mm. That's, that's a significant amount of time too. Oh yeah. It was, I figured it was the closest thing to being in jail. And a lot of people get sober in jail because they can't stop any other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, it, so you were, so you were sober while you lived. Oh there. yeah. That's when I got sober. So it was April 14th. My first day of sobriety was April 14th, 2005. And I almost died April 13th, 2005. Mm. So this is just the beginning. This is, so this is uh, you changing because you hit rock bottom. Right. And here's, here's an interesting catch for you, Michael. And it is for a lot of people that I share my story because they're like, wait. I was a certified holistic health coach when I almost died of addiction. How about that? Oh, I, I knew you were a health coach, but I didn't know that you were a health coach during this. Oh, period. hell yeah. I've been a health coach for um, 21 years mm. and five years out. So now let me just tell you when I was a health coach and still using, because for five years I used alcohol and weed, my alcohol was organic. And my weed was organic. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> less toxins in the toxins. <laughs> I guess that's a positive spin on it. <laughs> well, it's it's a paradox, right? Because it's like a contradiction. Yeah. And and I knew that. I mean, I was health coaching people in New York before, and I'd smoke a joint before they came. Hmm. Interesting. So, and why was I doing that? I wasn't necessarily doing that to get high. I was doing that to balance my brain because I couldn't stop. I did not at that point, even though I was a certified health coach, I did not know about amino acid therapy. I did not know about mental health and addiction nutrition. That came after. But I sure did know about quinoa and kale and blood type and Ayurveda, but that wasn't stopping me. From drinking, you know, my organic wine and smoking my organic weed until life got harder. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, my power smoothies in the morning were alcohol. I was like, Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was scary, hmm. but I, it was my journey. I luckily I made it through it, but I know, I, I know the despair of that living like that and being so depressed and so anxious. And I have never, ever felt so happy and whole and peaceful in my life. Now, I'm not saying I haven't had sadness and trauma. I have, I've lost four people in the last year and a half in my life. And I did not pick up a drink or a joint over that because I lived, I, I, my brain was balanced enough. I kept taking my aminos and eating and getting support for trauma and doing all the other pieces that I did. So nutrition is the main foundation here. So, so let's let's um, let's talk about that just okay. for a minute because I was actually thinking we would have a whole other conversation about about grief. Okay. And trauma. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, it, it sounds like it's flowing. Okay. So um, because there's other people who are close to me who have had people die, yes. and. I know that they're all experiencing yes. grief. Um, I don't know if they understand it, but I don't okay. other than just feeling empathy and I'm trying to understand, but, but I know there's some feelings and some things going on that I don't understand. And so 
I'd like, and I know because you have experienced um, plenty of grief and trauma and specifically this year because of deaths in your life of people who yes. are close. Um, I, I wanted, I want to just see a few things, both nutritionally mm. speaking, and I, this is going to apply right over to addiction, but also some other things that have been, that have been helpful in the recovery from trauma and okay. grief. Fair enough. And addiction, and addiction because this is a recovery. Well, it's, it's all interconnected actually. So, so this is about, so let's talk, let's talk about recovery as a general okay. whole, including grief. Yeah. What kind of support can, do we get both nutritionally and also what other things can help? And I think it applies right now a lot because people are going through some trauma and grief just by what they're experiencing in life Absolutely. right now. And, and, and they're going to need support and they're going to need some tips to come yes. out of that. And I know we're here to Absolutely. help, but, but what would you suggest to, to, to people in that kind of situation? which is a lot. Of it's a lot of people. Well, first of all, and, and here's one of the pieces I'm going to go back to in the earlier part of what we talked about is that yeah. people yep. don't want to eat when they're in grief and in shock. Right. So mm. they stop eating and I get it. And, but we need somehow to get the nutrients in. And, and so for many people that I've coached and taught is that whatever, whatever you can do to get some nutrients in. And so in the initial stages of grief or even recovery, because, you know, people coming off of alcoholism or heroin, they don't want to eat, right? Their, their gut, their belly's going, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not well enough. How can you put that in? So I recommend bone broth. I recommend smoothies. I recommend things that are more already digested so that they can at least slowly start bringing their belly back to a balanced place. Cause this is the gut brain thing. And, and it's, yeah. it's something that maybe they don't want to do, but by being coached through that, they realize, okay, then I can actually step into feeling the grief. And that's what I did. Um, you know, I, I, I made smoothies, um, especially after my nephew died. In fact, the, the night my nephew died, um, I had food on my plate and my brother called me and I fell off. I f- fell to the floor and I couldn't go yeah. back and eat that. But from that, yeah. then I realized I need, I'm just going to have to make some shakes and drink some bone broth until I'm in a place to actually eat more solid food. So it's something. And I yeah. took amino acids because I knew I could swallow those. I didn't have to chew it. And the aminos were a game changer. And, you know, and, and DPA is the main well, one for the opiates on a, on, yeah, on this kind I mean, of thing, there's or? a few variants and I think that's part of, you know, coming into the coaching part of that. It, there's some variables depending yeah. on a person's blood type and their history. Um, but generally I, I would do a total amino just because that is covering the whole, the whole amino spectrum. Um, you know, sure. we have aminos that we recommend more than others, but I would say a total amino is really supportive for the opiates and the opiate, or, or you could say the endorphin system, because that's, that's what gets hit right away in shock, in trauma and grief. So grief is part of the endorphin molecule, our natural opiates. So supporting that, it doesn't mean grief goes away. Now, you know, that we would choose alcohol or sugar for it, you know, that might temporarily make it like seem like it's gone away, but it hasn't either. This yeah, is just. Yeah, we don't no. want to numb this. 
And you may be in some of that naturally, but it's just supporting the neurotransmitter so you can actually handle the grief that you're experiencing. And, um, and that's where the aminos come in. They're kind of a front line for your brain as you're dealing with the trauma around you. Well, and, and maybe, and tell me if this is a, 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 a correct, when, when we are in a place of, of stress or fight or flight or grief or trauma, our body will release its natural opiates to kind of numb us out a little yes. bit during that experience as a protection. And depending on the level of trauma or grief, you might get a huge flood of those and go to, into a place where you're almost disconnected mm -hmm. from your body. So that being said, if we have an ongoing natural release of opiates to help us through grief, it makes sense to have supporting amino acids so that the chemistry can allow our brains and bodies to keep doing that process naturally while we just feel what's happening correct. as best we can. Yes, would that, that would be correct. Okay. And here's the thing that happens when you, again, like you're explaining, uh, in this stress response, fight or flight response, your body is... Yeah. See, we're, we have all these chemicals in our body and they're, when they are fed through, through good, solid, personalized nutrition and amino acid therapy, we can navigate life as it shows up when we're in a stress response and we don't have those stores in our body from our nutrition and food and lifestyle, and we're not sleeping, then all of those neurotransmitters get downregulated. And then we're we're feeling worse. So we're either going to go to a substance, you know, like alcohol or sugar or weed or heroin to take the pain away. But we could yeah. also go to amino acid and therapy and bone broth. <laughs> so, so, so really this, um, these methods really for any kind of coming into recovery out of any kind of a, a trauma yes. addiction or grief, they're all kind of the mm. same. The functions in which we defend ourselves and survive are, are mm -hmm. kind of the same. So let's let's shift back yes. to your story. When did when did the brain nutrition enter into your life and how did that change what you okay. already had going Good on? Question. Well, okay, so here I am in um uh I, I get out of the homeless shelter, I'll come back to my story. True story. Um yep. <laughs> <laughs> And and in being in recovery, you don't lie anymore because like the universe knows when you're lying. So it's like, no, I, this isn't like a, yeah. so I get out of the treatment, I, I get out of the homeless shelter and I end up at a treatment center here and I'm, I'm not going to name it, but you know, um, I, I actually happen to work there now as well too. And I've been teaching meditation and wellness and nutrition for many, many years, which is one of those synchronistic God things, right? But so you came out and of the went, homeless shelter and flew to Utah no, to no, come no, to recover, no, to, re to no, go to recovery. Not really. I okay. was already in Utah for a couple months. I came from New York. Okay. Then I was with my sister for a while, and then I black. Then I went through that like um, near death blackout. Okay. So then from there, I had been out here maybe two months from New York, um, but I was dying in New York, and okay. I realized I wasn't going to die in front of my daughter. Um, and I got on the plane, my uncle came and they did an intervention and they picked me up. And this was my second treatment center. I, uh, my first one was in New York. This was my second, well, my second round, um, but I won't backtrack too much. And then I, I came out to Utah and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try. Um, but I, 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 you know, 
I didn't get it, you know, and I was out here and, and let me just share this because I think it's an important element to add. At that point, because I didn't know about amino acid therapy or brain nutrition for addiction, right, and mental health, because most of this was underlying anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. My yeah. sister put me on Zoloft. She was a psychi- she's a psychiatric nurse. She didn't know. she And I, uh, at that point, Michael, I would have taken anything to take the edge off. I was yeah. like, absolutely, because I didn't know about Zoloft. I didn't know about any of that, you know. I was like, sure. Yeah. Well, it was worse. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Anxiety was taking worse. Zoloft. So I thought, wait, I don't mm. understand that. So it didn't stop with Zoloft. I, I kept having anxiety and drinking about leaving my daughter. I mean, there were so many elements about it. So then is when I ended up ODing here in, in Utah and then being at the homeless shelter. And then from the homeless shelter, I went to a treatment center. And, and for some reason, my, I realized I need to feed my brain. And so I looked for salmon. I had my sister start bringing me like protein shakes. So I already started shifting my brain in the treatment center. Now the food was horrible as most food is in the treatment center. They're not helping people. Most are not, unfortunately. We're, that's know. another topic, but we hope, it's, we it's hope that shifts because yeah. you can't feed a brain back to health with crap food and, you know, Mountain Dew and, yeah. you know, a ton of cigarettes. I'm sorry. doesn't yeah. Yeah, we we'll we'll, we definitely we'll will on that. But on here's it. what happened. I ended up getting kicked out of the treatment center, which was, was really easy to do because you don't do your program, blah, blah, blah. I ended up at a sober living home from, pe- from a woman who heard me in a meeting talking about being a health coach. And she said, well, come on up and stay with us for a little while. And I did. And I cooked for them. And, and on her shelf, I, there was a book there called The Mood Cure. And I was like, what? Mm. The Mood Cure? I was like, like, right. The other one I read was potatoes, not Prozac. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. So I devoured those two books. I read them cover to cover and I went, oh my goodness. I have been low in every single neurotransmitter since my dad died, since I've been a 10 year old. Serotonin, dopamine, Uh... endorphins, GABA, blood sugar. And I a light bulb went off and I went, Oh my gosh, this is, this is my work now as a health coach. I then got trained in the nutrient therapy for the brain for addiction and mental health by Julia Ross. And then the, the, I came into Mm. the Alliance for addiction solutions and Christina Veselak's Academy for um, nutrition and mental health addiction. And I'm one of their teachers. Yeah. And, and by the way, since you bring up the Academy, there is a link Good. in the description that uh, you want to go on a free webinar and learn oh, yeah. more about this stuff. Christina's teaching because yes. she does certify yep, um, and we're we both certified. And, and Patty is a, mm-hmm. a, an instructor mm-hmm. with the Academy. So just wanted to well, insert I think it's that important to it insert it. And this is, this is how it all, this is the, the magic of, of clear consciousness too, because I believe that I was slowly which I haven't even mentioned yet is I found uh, my higher power, my, my connection to spirit and source, because I I'm a science-based person. You know, I grew up Catholic. So all of that stuff was weird when they started talking about God and stuff in AA. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. Just give me the science. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is the science and spirituality are totally connected. 
that the more I fed my science, my brain, my biology, I was more able to connect with this frequency of love, with this frequency of self-worth, with this frequency of gratitude. And man, life was shifting so quickly for me. And let me just say, I didn't have a home. I didn't have a car. But my body and brain were coming back into such a frequency then that things just started showing up. And my joy came back. And I was like, oh my gosh, my relationships started coming back. And I was on a daily practice with feeding my brain, my body, and meditating and, and going to meetings and getting support from community, you know, and also getting therapy. I did trauma therapy. There's other things that I did too. Yoga, you know, there, there are sound therapy that you do, Michael. I mean, all of these were part of my story and my recovery, but the foundation was the brain nutrition. So you got your brain turned on with food and it, lit your spirit on fire and you started to pull in all other kinds of support and therapies and techniques after Absolutely. you had reached that point. Cause I tried before, trust me. I, I just find that interesting because that's what happened with me too. I mean, my, all these wonderful healing modalities came into my life after I had made, yes. made an initial shift. Um, and you, and, and specifically you're saying, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to agree. Like if you're in a tough spot or you're even wondering about, your current uh, life in in our culture and you change your diet and get your spirit lit up even if you're living in a difficult situation yeah. you mentioned you didn't have a home or a car well and right now i would say this is a, a very weird world to live in i'm not going to say difficult because it doesn't have to be difficult but if you get your spirit lit up you're going to be able to have all the things you ever wanted right because way, it's, right? i i, I agree I and and that that that's relative right you know to me um, I don't, I don't need a yeah. huge house and a huge car. That's doesn't make sense to me at all anyway, but I need good food. I need shelter. Yeah. I need my health and I have, and I need my yeah. relationships and, and I have all of those. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a very wealthy yeah. woman because of that. I agree. I agree. I agree. I feel very lucky and blessed. Yeah, we have a really solid do. community here in Utah. And it's and, and it's 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 tight and it's small yeah. and it's big at the same time yeah. and it crosses over into other things. But, but I'll tell you what, I know there are people out there who do not yeah. have supportive networks like this. And I feel I feel I do, I feel really blessed and I feel that it's it's important to have these things when people are going through a, a change in their lives, especially yeah. if they're in a, some kind of recovery. And I think about that. If you're helping somebody and they live in a different place, you're like, how can I get them connected to these kinds of things ab in the state that they're in? And then I guess there are things around and you can do things on your own, but um, do you think yes. that that's a, a concern is just living in a place where yes, some I think of these things don't exist? And I think this is part of, I think as we collaborate with each other, um, I feel that we are, are, are creating communities, communities that are going to help people get back on track. And, you know what, Patty? That's that's what the, to me that Absolutely. this is what the Kitchen Wellness Absolutely. Center is all about. Absolutely, and those who are doing humanitarian projects, which this is, this is humanitarian work. Okay, we are helping people come back to life again, whether they've lost a child, whether they've lost their home, their health, their 
you know, on and on, right? If this is a recovery. Yes. Yep. They're with they stay out yep. of their drug yep. of choice. And those who have more help those who don't. And this is where I see this community going. I see this community supporting people to do programs that when they're ready though, see the thing is when people are ready, it will happen. I I've worked with clients over the years now and I am yep. talking about miraculous stories and they're like, wow. I, I mean, I just, I just yep. have a client that came to me about a month and a half ago. She was smoking weed every three hours, every day. Mm-hmm. She was trying to run her life, single mother, yep. uh, very codependent with her ex-husband. Um, and she was, was so sick. Her body was sick. Her body was overweight and we crossed paths and I got, I, I suggested a program for her. Um, and she did it. She was ready. She goes, will this really help? I said, I, I just want you to try it for two weeks because what you're doing isn't working. And she had to smoke pot every three hours because her brain was going into more anxiety. She thought that's how she could handle her anxiety, but it was depleting every system in her body. Mm. Oh, she has been off Hmm. weed fully for six weeks now. Nice. No prescriptions. Good. I'm just, I'm just no prescriptions just to curious. that. She um, has some esophageal thing. Like she has some stuff that she's working on with her health. Um, but that, that'll take a little bit yeah. longer. Um, but she was initially able to stop. Well, first of all, she wanted help. She realized this, this, like, it's not, it's not working anymore. Like she had to, you know, she wasn't smoking pot every three hours you know, forever. She started with, you know, on the weekend and then all of a sudden she needed it every, you know, every other day and then every day and then a couple times a day. I mean, this is what happens with the brain chemistry. If you're yeah. not feeding it, then it doesn't mm. become a c- occasional recreation drug. It becomes a maintenance drug for you to actually live your day. And that is not what the body needs yeah. because it's depleting and it's mind altering. And, um, you know, well, I want to bring up another point too that I was um, just um, reading about, and this is um, not just an addiction, okay. but well, it is. It is addiction. The, these, yeah. we're doing these dopamine hits, whether it's whether it's a oh, notification yeah. uh-huh. on our phones, or whether it's it's your it's your it's your hit of weed mm-hmm. or or your hit of sugar. Um, I guess what happens is our dopamine receptors actually start to. Mm-hmm. Weaken and and not not our neurotransmitters, but the actual mm-hmm. uh, the the actual brain connections, not just yeah. the uh, not just the chemicals. They stop yeah. firing and sort of get weak, and so people are doing like dopamine fasts, is what they call them, where you're limiting yourself yes. from basically yes. stimulus of of all kinds, so that your brain can then re- come back into balance, so that you can start feeling good again. So when we go down these paths of kind mm-hmm. of uh, giving into our, our, our addictions for long periods of That's time, right. it gets to where nothing works and you, right. and you get kind of numbed out. And so what we're talking about is how to reset that and get back where you're, I think one of the things I like that you used is oh, getting yeah. our brains back oh, yeah. online. And I, oh, definitely. Yeah, and I want to like just that. mention the dopamine situation we have going on. There is a great, oh, 
Yeah, it's huge. Well, there's the a book called The now. Hacking of the American Mind, and boy, it's by Dr. Robert Lustig. Um, he also wrote Fat Chance, you know, just another thing about, you know, eating good fats, which which is another another talk, I guess. But in that book, yep. yeah, The Hacking the of the American for that Mind book. by Dr. Robert Lustig. And, and um, okay. in there, he talks about our dopamine society that you just mentioned, right? And what does that mean? That means that we are constantly changing. We've got the internet, we've got the God, da, da, da. you know, all these things are, and every time we change an activity, we get a hit, a do, hit of dopamine. And guess what happens? We get a hit of dopamine, but oh. then it downregulates. So we need to do it again. So this is addiction. Not only that, Michael, yeah. but one of the interesting yeah. things about constantly driving your dopamine out of whack is that you throw your serotonin off. And why is that? Because mm. in the body and the brain, serotonin and dopamine seesaw each other. So every time you're getting hits of dopamine yeah. and they're, that's going up temporarily, your serotonin's going down. That's right. Yeah, you're crowding out That's serotonin right. so by getting so much with dopamine. dopamine. You need more. You need more. And serotonin's good. Mm-hmm. And the serotonin is no question. And joy sleep. and happiness and fulfillment. Dopamine well, and sleep, but it's a different neurotransmitter. Serotonin is 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 helps us deal with anxiety. It helps us deal with rage. Think about the rage going on right now. The anger. Serotonin is also our yeah. our happiness. Our sleep. It, it helps us with obsessive compulsive disorder. I mean, it's, it's totally linked to hormonal issues for women. So, you know, this is, this is a big deal. And if we look at the holistic model, we need to slow down a little bit and not be glued to our phones yes, yes. and this constant information barrage and start planning our damn mm -hmm. food. <laughs> Yep. And listening to and the listening birds, to the birds yes. and going on walks. Yes. And breathing slowly, right? But you Looking see, you can't sunset. do that. You can't access that, Michael, if you don't see this is the this is the trick. This is what I'm coming back to again, the catch twenty-two. Yeah. It's very hard for people to access Good. that when their brain is not fed. They might think they do, and they'll say, Well, I'm gonna go take a Got yoga it. class. Fantastic. I love yoga. I love meditation, but that's a temporary yeah. fix. And even breathing, absolutely. But if your underlying foundation of yep. nutrition, while we're in these physical bodies, we don't need it when we, we don't need it when we leave the body, we're a soul then, and we just have a spirit body. So it's different. But while we're here in these physical vessels, sacred yep. physical vessels, we have to feed them so that we can access meditation to its fullest capacity. We can access yoga and dance. And yes, those things will help initially lift it just like sugar does, but then it drops it because you're not getting that underlying foundation. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Um, and and I, I, I feel like if people are really in in a, in a tough situation, they really yes. need to take breaks. I, again, coming back to yes. retreats and the Kitchen Wellness Center, the idea here is this is an mm -hmm. opportunity to slow down and and maybe back yeah. off of some of these dopamine interactions, yeah. start yeah. feeding the body, yeah. get on some amino acid 
therapy and and reset so that you can go back and and really live a life that is a little well, more and balanced. bright, I guess you could say. But are you guys still hosting? Are, are you guys still hosting um, a person or two at um, yes at the current location of the Kitchen Wellness? Are. are you guys still open to taking people in? You are. Now, now this is doesn't no. this is, they're not they're not no. recovering from drugs necessarily, but something needs right. this kind of a reset and and mm-hmm. needs to be fed and right. slow down. And yes, all and types. I mean this okay. is for people that okay. you know the reset center. Um, the kitchen wellness reset recovery center is more, we actually have retreats. We're actually doing one um, in the fall in lava hot springs, but for people that actually need a break that need to come in for a week, uh, we have a week to a month program and it just varies for people. And in that they get three meals a day, personalized meals. They get amino acid therapy. They get energy work. We bring in other therapies if needed, whatever that person actually needs to reset their body chemistry and, and reconnect with their soul. Cause that's really what this is. And when you were talking about reset, people can do that mm-hmm. on their own during the day. Like just take 10 minutes and, yeah. and, and turn everything off and do some deep breathing. But with that, still plan your food. Like this is, this is when the brain isn't fed, it's hard to reset anything. And I know there's a lot of talk about fasting and which is fine. You fast when you're doing a cleanse. Absolutely. And the body fasts every night, every night, but we still need to eat throughout the day, depending on your metabolic type, because there's other things we look at as well too, that I don't think we can talk about that today, but it is personalized and it should be for each of us. And that's what we teach and share with people because we, we want people to come away with what they can do for themselves and their family every day. And then you're, yes. and you're also teaching yes. food classes online as well, yes. as well as we for coaching for these types of things. So the information is there, but this, the kitchen wellness center, this is something where you take on right now. Um, it's just one generally one, sometimes two, just depending on, you know, our schedule and what we, who we have coming in. So that depends that, but yeah. you know, we're also doing local, yeah. as you said, we're doing local classes and online classes and coaching. And, and that's where people, you know, people can do that on their own um, for sure. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a little harder for those who really need a break. That's all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I think we'll, anyway. <laughs> right. Well, I, 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 sure. I want to reiterate okay. one more thing that you had mentioned. And that is that those who have gone through some things are going to be there mm. for supporting others. And I feel like in the next six months to a year, two years, we're yes, going we to are. see a lot of grief and we're going to see a lot more trauma and we're going to see people who, Right. might have lost their purpose for living because their life got ripped Absolutely. out from under them and they don't know what to do about it. And so I don't know exactly how we're going to help everybody, but I guess I want to send yes. out a message that we are here to help in this process and we will be and doing groups. it with There's nutrition gonna be groups. and lifestyle. Yep. And group support. And, Absolutely. And groups. We got Yep. You're here. We're going to give you hugs. That's We need some hugs we and we need, we need some, some real some food. Hugs. <laughs> We need to be. We need to be listened to. We need some good food, and we need some hugs. I and and I think that 
do that before you Absolutely. can start doing anything crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. You know. So, so, um, mm. yeah. Thanks for sharing your story, Patty. Is there anything <sighs> else you feel like was left out? I, I, I think I'd like to start I, dive into the I grief think, subject I think that would a little be more in another to, call. To dive into the grief. I, I, I think not. I think we covered a lot, and I, I just want to give people hope because. Um, these are times where people yeah. are feeling very, many are feeling hopeless, but I'm, I'm also seeing people coming back to life, making choices for themselves. And this is part of what we're talking about. And when yeah. your brain is fed and you have support and you're sleeping well, you, your joy and your hope comes back and, and light you because your frequencies coming back too. you're raising your frequencies. So it's, it's really, um, a positive thing and I just feel like we need to help as many people and young people too I see a lot of young people really needing support on yeah. choices that they're making and actually um, looking at what they're putting into their bodies and not putting into their bodies and then they feel amazing and they're you know they're yeah. able to do so much more in their life and feel positive and 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 make the changes we need to make because we're we're starting to realize we govern ourselves and we are making the changes for ourselves. Um, and, and we have support with that yeah. as well. Yep. And I'm glad you brought up age because um, I'm 65, 64. And trust me, she doesn't <laughs> 65, excuse me. Uh, and, and, and she doesn't act her age. Let's just put it that way. No. <laughs> and you don't need to act your age either. If you are getting up in your 60s, oh, you're getting this too late, oh, no and you're getting old, no don't. Question. Don't do that. And and, yeah. and I'm glad you brought up the teens because a lot of the, the, the teens no. are not being taught how to eat well, and they may – uh, they may think mm -hmm. that they need an antidepressant or something. And yep. we are here to say, try yep. aminos first, try chain diet change first, get your, get your brain fed Absolutely. before you take something that's potentially dangerous. Yeah. And we are here to help you through that process. Okay. So thanks again, Patty. Um, I look forward to future podcasts and, mm -hmm. um, and thank you everyone who's listening. Um, check the links in the description, yeah. um, like this page and share it with people who think this would help send it to them so that they can get a little bit of guidance and, uh, and yeah, yes. um, everybody have a wonderful day and, uh, okay, let's, great. Let's Thank you, Michael. And smiling. bye to everybody.